y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Cameron Howard. Cameron spent nine years in the U.S. Army, uh, primarily as a rocket launch system crew member, which, which sounds very cool. We'll hear more about that. Uh, he's into giving back to the community, supporting his local veterans uh, through his work with the VA, and he's one of our newest Dickey's family members in New Mexico. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Well, wonderful. So for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, uh, tell us about yourself, your journey, and how you came to be where you are now. Um, very simply, uh, she, like she said, I was in the military army for nine years, and uh, I ended up getting hurt, got out, and I went to work for Bruce Nixon. Uh, I, I worked at the VA for a few years and realized that there was no moving up, but in the process, I met a lot of great veterans. Uh, some were very disabled, so I was there to help them. Uh, and then uh, my time with the VA ended and I went to work for Nixon Enterprises and started out there and now I'm here. Fantastic. So, okay, we'll, we'll talk about your work with Dickies in, in, in a little bit, but tell me about this rocket launch system that, that you were working on. I mean, I get a chance to talk to some veterans and, and just really cool things that you all been doing. Tell me more about that. That was one of the funnest jobs I ever had. Um, we were in field exercises. We'd run around in this track vehicle and um, build hides, and we would uh, do lots of practices. And... Uh, we had training pods, which allowed us to um, put in, you know, they would send us coordinates to where we could lay on target. And um, we were able to, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, it was just fun. Um, I mean, it's a little bit boys and toys getting to, getting to you know, track things down and blow things up. It is. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, the, you, the rockets were, they were shot at such a distance. You couldn't see the impact, but when they did shoot, it was, it was really fun because I mean, it would rock the whole, whole machine. And, um, at the end, when everyone had shot, we could go, uh, mostly only during wintertime <laughs> for some reason, only during wintertime, the pod ends, which they're about 14 inches around or so, they would stay intact. So they'd be full circle still instead of one and two the way they were designed to do. But once everyone is shot, the area was clear, no more shooting. Uh, we would jump down, go see if we could find a couple rocket pods. And uh, my very first exercise, they'd done that and they'd made me a little plaque mm -hmm. that, that said it was my first uh, live fire event. And uh, it was really cool. It really took me by surprise that they did that for me because you can turn them into all kinds of things. Wow. Uh, I grabbed a few and I was going to make clocks out of them. And it, was, it was pretty fun. Um, like I said, that was one of the funnest jobs I ever had. Uh, we'd be, you know, in our hides and, you know, do a lot of fun team building exercises, just, just having fun doing it. And, uh, well, and that's one of the things that I hear a lot of times when we're talking about people who spent time in, in the military um, and all our veterans, it's the camaraderie that, that you hear yeah. about. Uh, and that's, that is true to down to the T and it's not just 
it's not just people you serve with. It's any veteran, um, any veteran that, that you come across. It's whether you've known them or not. It's 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 all family. It's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's sisterhood, sisterhood. Family. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's definitely yeah. a family. Absolutely. So now tell me, so your, your time with military. So you, you, you deployed a few times. You, you spent some Once. time, one, sorry, you spent, and you spent time in Iraq. I did. I spent 15 months in Iraq. Um, we were in uh, a theater internment facility mm-hmm. uh, as artillery. We were basically, we were guards. Um, we guarded, uh, it was called a red compound, which was the worst of the worst. Wow. The really bad guys, the one, the bomb makers, the, the people that's just caught in the act of doing bad things to. Right. These weren't suspects. These were. Yeah. These, these guys were, they were caught right handed. Wow. That's, that's, that's a whole lot to spend, spend that time with those people. It, it is, uh, it can be. It can be hard to do the right thing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you know that you're guarding bad people that are doing bad things to your your family. Right. You know, but well, we were professional in every sense, and we always treated them with respect. Well, and I think that is one of the things that kind of delineates kind of the U.S. Army and, and our military services from some of these splinter groups around the world that, you know, that, that are not doing things with respect. I mean, right. the fact that, that you're used, like you said, you were guarding the worst of the worst and you said, you know, we still need to treat these people as human and we still need to respect Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of, you know, and we, uh, we were, had implemented a, uh, you know, kind of a change of heart thing, like trying to get them to understand we weren't bad people. We weren't mm-hmm. bad guys. Mm-hmm. So we, we tried to do a, I can't remember the technical term, but a, a retrain. Right. Not brainwashing, just trying to, <laughs> trying to get them to understand we're not bad as a country and as a people, you know. Right. Well, I mean, that, you certainly had your work cut out for you on that. Indeed. So, so after after your time uh, there in Iraq, and you were there kind of through the late two thousands, and we had some economic hardship and whatnot, and you said, you know what, hey, I'm I'm going to go be a military police officer. I did. Uh, that was the recession of two thousand and eight, uh, and I was really thinking about getting out. Decided, no, it's not a good time. <laughs> I discussed it with my wife, and she she agreed uh, wholeheartedly. And uh, I wanted to try something different. Uh, there's not much used for artillery outside in the civilian world and uh, so uh, i just i sat down and thought about it I was like you know i always kind of wanted to be a police officer so i decided to become an, uh, a military police officer so went to fort leonard wood and did training with them and learned learned the ways and then from there i was assigned to fort riley kansas where i perform my duty as a police officer very good military and so, and so you did that did that for several years and then you um you you retired you i was medically retired medically retired um and then kind of shortly thereafter spent, spent some time working for the va i did i spent it was eight or nine years with the va um met a lot of great people there and um uh, again i talked to my wife uh, there was not much room for advancement Mm-hmm. because we worked in a little clinic and so i talked to her and we we decided to go ahead and try something different mm-hmm. and um so i 
uh, applied for uh, a position at Nixon Construction, Nixon Enterprises, and he hired me. And um, I went to work for him as a mechanic. But again, with with Nixon Enterprises, you don't know what you're going to do from one day to the next. <laughs> and um, been with them for I believe ten months. And about four weeks ago, he asked me to come. Uh, well, he had bought into the franchise. Mm-hmm. But he, so he's one of our new Dickies owners. He's a new Dickies owner. New Dickies owner in Portales, New Mexico, uh, store number two one nine one, and. <laughs> Um, so he sent me up here to be, uh, assistant manager with, uh, as the manager is Shane Shirley, I'll be the assistant manager. So he sent me up here to train and been having the time of my life doing it. <laughs> well, that's good. And variety is certainly the spice of life. I mean, and that's certainly at Dickies. We don't get a lot of variety here. So, so talk to me a little bit about your time at the VA, like, because the VA, obviously we're talking about the, the veterans hospital and things like that. Yeah. And I think, I think the VA is, is, is obviously it's a tremendous resource for our military, for our veterans, but I think it's, uh, it, it's just, it's misunderstood. People, people don't fully understand a what's available and B when things get held up and that sort Thing. Right. Uh, the VA is is a massive institution as far as uh, it's the world's largest medical uh, medical system. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Medical system in, in the world. Um, there are VAs, you know, in all major cities. There are clinics in most bigger towns. Um, the the biggest stressor in the VA as far as keeping uh, appointments going is uh, keeping providers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, providers retire, providers move on. Uh, it's not any different than any other place, really. Um, a lot of the veterans have a, uh, they don't like change. Right. And uh, when providers move on and the vetting process takes time to bring a new provider on because the VA doesn't want some hodgepodge providers. They want good quality providers. So absolutely. I mean, these are, these are men and women who have, who have, have dedicated their part of their lives to, right. to serving our country. And yeah. the idea that we want to make sure that they've got the best healthcare possible. Absolutely. Um, and, and it goes for nurse practitioners. They go through the same vetting process as MDs or mm-hmm. uh, dermatologists and dentists and all of them. So it does take time to bring, new providers on board and that's where the biggest complaint is as far as getting people on board certainly absolutely i mean my my father-in-law deals with the va he's also a veteran and so uh, having having heard the stories but also knowing the 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 incredible people like yourself who are working for the va who are dedicated to to helping our veterans So, so tell me, I know with your work with VA, you've obviously met so many veterans and I know that giving back and helping veterans is something important to you. Tell me more about that. That is really, really important to me, especially the disabled veterans like myself. I'm more able-bodied, um, but I have uh, a veteran in my hometown that's wheelchair bound and has a small farm. And there's just some things that he cannot do himself. So uh, myself, and I've even brought my son in on this every, uh, a few times to go help the gentleman, you know, change the oil on his tractor, push a lawnmower out and air up the tires, um, boost it off for him, just general stuff. I work on his equipment, his plows, 
even fed for him. I brought firewood up to his house, and and I don't I don't ask for anything in return for this. You know, it's just taking care taking care of him. I had another lady in Clovis, New Mexico, uh, where the VA is located, and in Clovis, New Mexico, it's hot there. It is. I've, dri- I've driven here. through there. It is really hot. <laughs> yeah, we hit triple digits very regularly up there in the summer. And this poor lady, she just she her her air conditioner. She had a swamp cooler, which works very well in a dry environment. It does. But um, she didn't have anyone that could go up there and change the pads, check and make sure the water pump was pumping, make sure the the hard water scales were cleaned out, so um, that would be working. And the motor was functioning. The oiling system was oiled up, and again, I I went up there. I even had my son go up there and help me. Um, we got everything changed out. Everything was uh, was running beautifully, and she actually tried to call while I was up here <laughs> because she needed someone to go fix her air conditioner. Well, I mean, I love I love that you're helping people, and and the the town that you're in is is a small town so in the sense yes. that the the same way in the military you've got that that family kind of thing you you got a small town and you're saying no this this is what we do yeah. we're we're all about helping people i mean and at the Dickey Foundation we we want to help people we're all about helping Absolutely. first responders military veterans things like that but i i love that that kind of it it was instilled to you that you're going to take care of those around you absolutely and um my wife's father was a police officer for many, many years. And um, so we're all about taking care of the men in blue uh, for all first responders, fire department and everything. We love going to our fire department, taking the Cub Scouts. And and uh, I used to be a, a Cub Scout leader and uh, we would take them over there so they could learn all kinds of stuff about the fire department. The, the firemen love that. They love having children to come and, and show them you know, things that they can do, the fire trucks, the sirens, you know, kids love the sirens. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? When I turned <laughs> seven, when I turned seven, I actually had like a fire truck birthday party. Like I, right. it, it was the best. I mean, we rode around in the neighborhood, but I mean, it was the whole idea that, that, that this was a possible career. And so that, that was, a, that was a really cool thing. And, um, you know, I, I'm not brave enough to run into burning buildings, but I do love getting, <laughs> getting to help right. our first responders now. So what would you say to someone, whether it was a Cub Scout or it's your son who says, I want to follow in your footsteps i want to go join the army what do you tell them oh uh, and actually that is that is the case my oldest son wants to be in the military um we tease him about going to the air force but you know <laughs> they uh yeah but colorado springs is a lot more fun than you know right fort hood oh absolutely <laughs> uh more beautiful there i mean not that fort hood wasn't pretty i mean there's a lot of a lot of beautiful places over there, a lot of wooded areas. But come August, Colorado Springs is a little cooler than that is a fact. No offense to Fort Hood. <laughs> no, no, it was it was a great place. Because mm-hmm. I was I was stationed there at Fort Hood. So he's he so so which branch is he planning on joining? Um I believe he was wanting to go into the Marine Corps. Okay. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, simplify. 
Semper Fi. I love that. That's fantastic. So, so you, you, you've had your successful career, you're, you're helping people in the in your community, and now you've got this next chapter with Dickies. So any restaurant experience in your past? Absolutely not. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I have never worked in a restaurant a day in my life. So you're now almost through Barbecue University. That's our three-week training class for, 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 for new owners and new family members. Um, so you're almost through that. So what has been uh, the most surprising thing for you? How rigorous it is. Yeah. It is <laughs> There's no knocking off at five o'clock grabbing a beer. No, no. Oh, <laughs> good Lord, no. There is. I mean, it is. When they say university, it, it, it's you go home or go back to wherever you're staying uh, and you do homework. There's homework involved. Uh, you work multiple shifts, uh, early shifts, mid shifts, late shifts. They close at nine o'clock. Well, the standard is nine o'clock and you'll be there after nine, you know, closing up because we, you know, we close to open the next day. So mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is a well-oiled machine. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So what, what, what was the most challenging thing to learn how to make or, you know, was it trimming a brisket or some of the sides or? The biggest challenge for me, well, there were a lot of challenges for me, to be honest. <laughs> um, trimming, trimming the, the brisket, um, that was, that was a challenge because knowing how much of, of the fat to trim off, um, they, t- they show you where, they show you how. You don't go in blind. They, they show you everything first, and then they're with you when you are trying to trim it. So they, uh, you're not alone in it, but that was <laughs> definitely uh, to do it the right way. And the way they do it is the right way is um, that was challenging. Absolutely. I mean, I've trimmed briskets at my house and that, that kind of thing. Right. I, mean, I, ha- I have to wear a cut glove, otherwise I'll lose a finger. Uh, but but I mean, they, there's absolutely, there, there, there's a method to the madness. There there's is. an art to it. There is. Uh, it's knowing, you know, we're just going to leave just enough bad cups, you know, so it's so it's melty and delicious, but yes. it's not, you know, fatty and gross. Nobody nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So is there an experience you can think about, whether it was your time in the military or VA or in volunteering, is there an experience that you can think that maybe changed, touched your heart or really changed how you did things? Oh, up until now, this has been, uh, my, my time here at Dickies has been probably the most challenging and life-changing event aside from, you know, the birth of my children, obviously. (laughs) Right. That, um, as far as professionally, yeah, this has definitely been the biggest game changer for me. That's very cool. It has pushed me to better myself it has pushed me to um, think harder <laughs> um, they, there's so much knowledge that you got to absorb in the, in the three-week course that um, even in the military I mean we we had a lot of training but this has really really pushed my limits as far as passing because uh, you you there is a fail. You can't fail here. So we don't want you to do that. <laughs> we don't. No, we, no, no. no, you're not going to do that. We're, we're we're not worried about you. But I mean, to your point, it it, it, it is certainly it's a rigorous rigorous it thing. Is. I mean, it is very right. rigorous. We we have brand standards that need to be maintained yeah, across absolutely. hundreds and hundreds of stores. And the brisket in New Mexico tastes just like the brisket exactly. here at store number one. Exactly. Um, and and you know, it's just it's one of those things that, that we talk about. So I'm I'm glad that that you've taken it seriously. You know, they say, you know, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, when are you going to have time to go back and redo it? You're exactly. not. You just get it done right the first time and that that is certainly something that's important there 
So kind of, obviously this, this has been a great experience for you. It sounds like, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. Who are two or three people, you know, outside of the Dickies family here, uh, who are two or three people who have really made a difference for you? Oh, one of my, one of my biggest influences, um, was Sergeant Munn. He was my very first, uh, platoon sergeant in, um, uh, uh, Strasburg concern, my first, my first duty station. And, uh, he pushed me really hard as well. Um, he, uh, he was fair. He was tough. Um, a wealth of knowledge. Um, he would, he would, he trained us to fight. Um, he would, he would, he was a great man. And I, and I, sized every platoon starting up to him and many failed wow i've had quite a few platoon starts and a lot of them didn't didn't meet his standards wow so i did take a lot of his standards with me throughout my military career mm -hmm. and uh, i even failed some so <laughs> but i kept trying well you know that's what we say we, we fail fast it's like okay great pick yourself up dust it off and do it better next time that's it that is it um, another guy, uh, my buddy that I'm up here with, Shane Shirley, he's brought out some of the best of me. Uh, he's pushed me to get through this and, uh, he's always pushing me to do better. Absolutely always pushing me to do better. And, um, and honestly, without him, I don't think I could have done this. That's right. It's, it's pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> so how does this compare to boot camp? <laughs> You know, in boot camp, you're told what to do, how to do it, where to do it, when to do it, and what uniform to do it. <laughs> so essentially, you be you be in the right place at the right time in the right uniform. You got it made. Okay. And then from there, you just told what to do, <laughs> good to go, until you become you know an NCO. Then that's that's when you know, and even still, you you're taking orders. So uh, with this, it's they show you how to do it, and then they're okay. Now let's do it. I like that. I like that. So aside from just do it, what, what would be the most important lesson you uh, would pass on to your son? You know, um, I've always told my son, there's no job beneath you, whether it's sweeping floors, flipping burgers, there's nothing beneath you. I've never looked down on anyone because I've been down there. I've been a janitor. I, I know. Don't look down on anyone right. in any position. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. All right. So at the end of our interviews, we always go to bring it back to Dickies. So I've got to ask favorite Dickies meat, favorite Dickies side. Brisket burn-ins. Oh, good choice. Baked potato casserole. Oh, I love our baked potato casserole. Oh, That's it, is, it is die for. <laughs> it's so good. I'm team mac and cheese and team baked potato casserole. So. Mac and cheese is a close second. I know, but I mean, it's just too many carbs. I can't order it all at once. Right. People have heard me say that before. All right, so we always finish up with our lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices, and you're going to give me your favorite. We start out with an easy one. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Jalapeno beans. beans. Right, exactly. Keeping it spicy in New Mexico. Yeah. We're going to do a little hatch chili barbecue out there, maybe. Absolutely. Oh, local favorite. I love that. All right, sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet. Okay, all right. See, he's from the south under this northern thing here. All right, chalk brisket or sliced brisket? Ooh, that's a tough one there. Depends on the mood. Okay, fair enough. All right, see, I'm chopped for, for a plate, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm ch I'm chopped for a sandwich and sliced for a plate. Yeah, I'm, I'm that team. All right, sauce or no sauce? Sauce. 
Absolutely. And like everywhere, just like, or like on the side, we just cover it. Uh, I kind of like it on the side. And the only reason I say that is, is when I eat barbecue, I want to taste the flavor of the meat first. Absolutely. I am with you. I'm like, I need the meat to stand on its own, but also yeah. I'm a big fan of our spicy barbecue sauce. All right. Uh, brisket or pulled pork? Pulled pork. Really? Okay. You, okay. All right. I like pulled pork. Okay. He's New Mexico, guys, not Texas. All right. We'll let it slide. All right. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Ribs. All right. That's that's my choice there, too. But y'all, thank you so much for joining me today. My guest today has been Cameron Howard. He is one of our newest Dickies family members in New Mexico. We're thrilled to have him join us, and we appreciate your time today. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.